From a derelict spaceship in orbit generally above the Twin Cities, this is Evil Games Club. Do not attempt to adjust your device. We are controlling the transmission to tell Nice Games Club that they are wrong and dumb and that we know better. I'm Dylan Skirbitz, and I'm up to no good. I'm Adia Alderson, and I do what I want. And I'm Dale LaCroix, and I hate everything. For this week's episodes, the tables are turned as your nice host gave us a game jam prompt which we'll use to come up with a complete game by the end of the episode. Will it be better than any of their past efforts? We and you are about to find out. <laughs> you know, I just want to say with the previous really high quality of all of these prompts, you know, this is, this is going to be interesting to see because I, I remember all previous Nice Games Club prompts as being pretty much, you know, the of the highest acumen, you know, mm-hmm. such insightful, you know, probing sort of design questions that really led to great they were, games. They so. were they were excellent, my boyfriend, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so who, wait, who came up with this one? This was did they, Mark. Did they agree to it together? Okay, so it was Mark. Mark, and then... Okay. I, I want to know, think, you know, like, who the architect said, of my destruction is. I think we came up with a good one, and I said, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I wait with bated breath. And, and he was like, mm, and he gave me the, the, the frowny face for that. <laughs> Do we want? To, oh, I was gonna say in the meta, Ludum Dare is happening, which is a game jam online sometime, probably when you're listening to this. I don't know yes, because I'm not gonna be bothered to do the calendar math. <laughs> wow, a strong assertion right out the gate. We're nice. We're evil games club. We're not your friends. Look we're not up. gonna do math. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is there anything else anybody wanted to say before we get started? I was going to ask a very important question. Go ahead. How is Martha? How is Martha? Yeah, we have missed I mean, Martha. Yeah, it's been a while since I talked to her. Yeah, you know, the global pandemic is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially for her, I think it's just sort of a constant toll. So yeah, but yeah on that, that great, you know, all happy and healthy. The cat's That's loud, good. you know. Yeah, the house is old. You got a you got a cat, and he's real yes, cute. Yes, we did get a cat. What's his name? Yes, he's very very sweet. His name is Ati. Ati is that from something? It's a Finnish name from the Kalevala. It's a, like an old name for one of the Finnish heroes of their mythology. Mostly, we named him for that because did either of you play Control? It is on my to do list after all the talking in the previous pod test. <laughs> Go play Control! My God, what a good game! I didn't say that enough, but. Wow, what a great game. I love Control, and it's very Finnish. Anyway, we named it after a character in that game, and I won't say anything more, but it is 100% worth your time. Everyone, so good. <laughs> and like I mentioned last time, the best accessibility a- items you can ask for. Like, really nice. You can decide to play that game pretty much however you want. All right, so we're going to reveal the prompt. Here it is. Drum roll. Who's going to read it dramatically? <laughs> you are, Dylan. Oh, sorry. I cut you off from reading it, I realize. Create a game you might find in a casino where the house always wins. Oh, okay. I immediately think cards when I think of casino games. I don't know why. I immediately think Hades because the house always wins. Like like roguelikes (laughs) lend themselves to that very well. Okay, so. A card game. It's been a long time since I've designed a card game. We used to do that in high school. We would sit around oh, yeah? and try and invent new card games. 
It's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> right? I remember having like the, the standard deck of cards and then we'd be like, well, this means this and this means this and the weird rule sets and stuff like that. It was just, well, yeah, it always got too complicated. <laughs> I know there's another side note, but did either of you guys, I don't know how much you guys were into Pokemon, like, but did you ever make your own Pokemon cards as a kid or like draw your own card game cards? I did. I did that a ton. <laughs> I did that for Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh! cards and like I would create new ones and stuff like that and variations of others and stuff like that. But I couldn't play them with anyone because if I brought them out, they'd be like, those aren't legal. Exactly. <laughs> I was over there like inventing my own Pokemon types and being like, ooh, here's my new twist on it. Just like these little pieces of, piece of paper that I just kept to myself. <laughs> oh, I wonder where Oh, that's so cute, both of you. <laughs> I know we're getting way in the weeds now, but I remember those vividly because I found them when I was moving out of my parents' house and it was right next to a like short story that I had written and illustrated as like a six-year-old that was all about the Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> and it was my own like continuation of the story after the like the Locutus stuff. So Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll always remember that though. Star Trek. The trip back. <laughs> <laughs> Starting that fan fiction life early. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look for it on AO3 this summer. <laughs> okay. So what are we thinking as far as the game? Mm. We want, do we want I like it to card be, games. I think that's cool. We want it to be a physical card game that you would walk into a casino with your giant margarita thing. And sit down at a table and play and lose yeah. all your money. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we need to get creative here because, like, essentially, a game you might find in a casino where the house always wins is every game in a casino. Yes. Like, they're, they're not set up to lose. So, like, I think we need to get, you know, more, like, far-fetched in our conception of win and lose. Like, what does it mean for the house to always win? To win everything? What sort of game keeps you coming back? At with certain defeat, you know, not like the rogue, like oh, you grow a little bit, but like Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> I was gonna say League of Legends, but same point. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a thing where you play cards and give them money, but they also give you candy back. So you know you're gonna get candy. It's just overpriced candy. <laughs> so you're just proposing a claw game, is what. <laughs> Um, you don't always get candy in a claw game. But, but At Snuffy's yes. on Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, you do. <gasps> oh. They have a play until you win claw game. I remember it vividly. Now, just, this is just reminding me of my childhood, man. Best place ever. Yeah, it's like a burgers and malt shop. Uh -huh. 25 cent play until you win candy. That's <laughs> that's how you should do it. Okay. Yeah. so This is really getting me thinking because like for the past like couple months, well, for me personally, I do a lot of... Uh, interactive fiction games so my brain is in like narrative game story mode and so i'm like how does this fit with any of that because I, I i wouldn't assume you would walk into a casino and play a story driven game no they're kind of loud but maybe well i kind of like that premise though like if it's a story driven game you you have to have a reason to be to go in so like mm -hmm. i'm thinking about like like sort of like a doomed love thing like you're you know your your ex is a dealer and so you go in because every chance you, you know every paycheck you take it in and you sit down and you know you're gonna lose and you don't even have to play that in the game but the key is those dialogue points that you get you know to try and like win this person over or something like that so yeah it's a given that the house always wins but just maybe that investment might be worth it 
Mm. That sounds kind of cool. I like that. And I'm trying to think like, I, I my brain is currently in literal mode and I get what you're saying, like thinking outside of like, what does house really mean? What does it mean if I always win? What is a casino? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And like, it's, it doesn't say that the player has, can't be part of the house. Like it could be like a story game where you are the casino house and like these people come in and you hear their sad stories and the people are telling you, you can't let them win because the oh, house always wins. That's such a good point. <gasps> Holy crap. <laughs> oh. so, then you have a game where you're the dealer and you have to suddenly, you have to flip the levers to keep them losing, but keep them thinking the game is fair. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And so we could do something with like that as the the premise. Okay, so so what about what about this? So in combining that with the card game thing. So you know there are a lot of games now like um that require that are sort of like lie to your friends games, both in like the the tabletop scene like Secret Hitler and then like the video games like Among Us and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um Secret Casino Owner. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking is is a yeah. card game where you're trying to f- where everyone has the the chance to affect like the deck, you know, affect what cards are drawn. Uh-huh. And one of them is on the side of the house. And you see so you're trying to figure out who is like manipulating the deck in that way before like, you know, some cons- some timer runs out or before some number of hands are played. I like number of hands. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. So, what if what if it's like this? So, there are some games uh, where you know you're trying to build, you know, either like a poker style game where you're trying to build specific card hands ah. that, that are ideal, and so every player on their turn gets to like pick up a certain number of cards and exchange them for the cards they have in their hand to try and build, uh, this, we're like build a good, you know, consecutive or run or whatever, but. All of the players, except for the secret house person, have to follow a certain rule. Like, you can only trade same colors for same colors, or you can only trade twos for twos or whatever. And that secret person doesn't have to do any of that. So there's got to be a way that you can see that. Well, maybe we could do it where, like, do you, each person starts out with, like, a starter deck, but the dealer's deck has enough to win the game, like, just out of the gate in their hand. And the goal is that they want to place, but however many turns, like if it takes four turns, they can use the four cards to win. Um, but everyone has them sporadically out. So like someone else. So if you're like, okay, I can't do just win, 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 win in four turns, they're going to realize like, oh, for that person's the dealer, you know, um, whatever, uh-huh. something happens and they get called out. Um, but for example, if you just happen to be lucky and you got three other things, you would then be like, oh, no, I'm not the the dealer I'm actually just doing. So if someone accused you and you actually don't have the dealer's deck and that person um, is out of the game and then you keep going, but the real person's dealer is like, okay, well, that person's really lucky. Should I just throw my hands now so I can win so they don't win? And so it's this back and forth of like, if you see someone who's doing too well, you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta curb this now so that, you know, I can win. Something like that in essence. So what about a system where, so like I was saying, if people have an opportunity to draw cards and then replace them according to a system, mm-hmm. uh, what if for at least some of this, you're you are drawing and replacing on the top of the deck? So there's a little bit of a go fish mentality where the next person is going to get to see what you put down. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting next to the dealer, the things you would be putting down would make less sense, you know? 
Like mm-hmm. if you start to see that, okay, this guy's going for, you know, like all reds or something like that. And then they just drop a bunch of blacks out of nowhere or something like that. It means that they have been able to like switch cards that normal players wouldn't. Maybe something like that. Mm, yeah, possibly. This is also making me appreciate card games a lot more. I've been playing, um, who were we playing recently? That was really fun. Oh gosh, I can't remember. But like, like I, I look at my collection of like board games and physical games. There's very few just pure card games that like I play regular. I know I play Uno. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and classic. A ton of games. But like the only ones I think that I have are similar to the ones we're thinking about. Um, like Avalon and um, what's the one with like the space and you have the like different... Why am I blanking on that one? It's very similar to Avalon and it has a similar lane, but it's it's the same uh, premise where each person has a role and those you can lie and pretend you have a different role and do something um, and continue going until like you reveal and stuff like that. But I guess for your system where you're like, you person is picking up a card, kind of a go fish mentality. How would they see the previous person's card? I guess I'm a little confused. You on that. discard face up. Oh no! I, I was I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking of a setup situation where you you draw and replace the top of the deck. So the person before oh, you gets oh. to choose what cards you get. So as the dealer, you have an unprecedented ability to see what kind of cards you know. Like maybe we require that people like declare a suit or something. So like you have some like sort of like like poker where you want to have half the story. But if you know that someone is is like I'm declaring I'm going for a red flush. And then you're just giving them, you know, like cards you know don't work for them. It might be an indication that you have the ability to pick up and put down whatever cards you want, whereas other people have to play by these certain rules, like you know, exchanging things across yeah. a, a number or something like that. How would they get that ability without other people knowing that they can like put down and replace? Because I'm assuming like you have your set that you start with. Like, you, how would you get more to like, okay, I'm going to So every, every player does the same thing. So every player gets to draw a certain, a certain number of cards and look at that and replace them with, with cards from their hand. But okay. the idea would be that the, the non, like the non-cheaters would have to do that according to rules. Oh, and so the they, cheater, they have a suit. Like, right. I can only pick up sevens and hearts. I can only pick up whatever right. and whatever. Or, or I can only can trade up. sevens for sevens or something yeah. like that. Whereas the dealer just picks them up, sees which ones are good for his hand or which ones will mess up the player that's next in line, and then drop them. Oh. Okay, it's clicking now. It's it's clicking in my head. Okay. So the question is, how do we keep a little more card rotation? Because if it's just if we're just drawing and placing on the top of the deck, that means whatever our our pickup size is, whether it's you know three cards or it's five cards or whatever, uh-huh. we're gonna have the rest of the deck not touched. So that means a lot of cards won't see play. So how do we do that and still keep that tracking of the deck? Okay, so I'm going to open up a tabletop simulator and we'll pull out a deck of cards so we can just play around with them. If that's okay oh. with everybody, um, I yeah, just I've have... never used tabletop simulator. <laughs> I, I don't have tabletop simulator. How that's that okay. I I have it, and so then we'll actually. You're just going to stream it. Yep, I'm just going to stream it. Okay. Once I figure out how to do that on Mark's computer, I'm like, mine just pops up <laughs> yeah. when I type in tabletop simulator. But now I'm going to just go in and open Steam. Things I haven't listened to the last few game jumps. There's one I listened to, oh. but the others. Have they done a physical game yet? Oh, that's all they've been doing. They all they do. Yes. They don't. That's do what I, I assumed they did because 
Yeah, so from what it sounded like, from what I've heard, heard people say about it, it sounds like they mostly do the physical stuff. Uh, Which is good, because that's a good way to get, like, ideas out, you know? Right, yeah, no, that makes sense, because I feel like it would, it would be hard to, like... No, but interactive fiction, you just have to write the story and add the things. So you could, See, you, that you is could a huge advantage of that. I like that. that because, like, we could literally just finish, like, the game, and then the only thing is, like, slotting it into a, you know, a point-and-click yeah. generator mold. Like, we could just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot much harder to prototype. You're like, yeah, I'm envisioning Castlevania, but we really take advantage of triple jumps. Like, okay, yeah. well, show me how that works. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> Oh man, this is getting me. Like, I'm actually really excited doing this. Uh, there's a lot of game gems coming up. Uh, speaking of interactive yeah. fiction, uh, Intro Comp uh, is coming up soon. That's usually around June. Um, and then uh, the interactive fiction competition, if Comp, is later on in the year. So if you're looking for competitions for interactive fiction, those are really good. Spring thing is currently going on. Um, so if you want to vote and kind of see um, the stuff that's going on, please check it out. We love readers. We love voters. We love people to kind of see and be a part of the interactive fiction community. So uh, in that game, Jeff. And then I guess Ludum Dare as well, as we mentioned at the beginning. I'm trying to think of any others that are like big ones that are coming out. Oh, on itch.io, there's the um, OST jam. Uh, I didn't get to do the first one, but I'm planning on doing the second one. They have a volume two where a bunch of kind of uh, music creators create soundtracks and that's it. They'll just create a ton of soundtracks. So you'll you get a huge folder with like 50 to 60 soundtracks and you're like, make a game with um, these soundtracks. And nice. I think it's just a really cool premise. And it's a really good to like, get ideas generating because you're listening to music and like, oh, I see it. I envision it. I know what I must do. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Right? That sounds awesome. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I see it. I yep. see the grass. Flip the table. I demand it. This is where we really need to transition into a visual podcast so that we can capture the nuance of watching you play Tabletop Simulator. Right? Like, I feel, yeah, same, because I'm making all these, like, hand gestures and expressions as I'm doing stuff, and I'm like, no one's going to see it. No. Okay. So I I should be streaming our conversation while we're making the podcast, and we'll just (laughs) charge premium for that. (laughs) Okay, so I have a deck of cards. How many cards do you think each person should get? Ooh, that's a good question. So there's 52 cards in deck, right? Yep. Uh, I was thinking five because of po- poker. Yes, smaller, poker? S- smaller than seven is good for things like poker where you're doing matches. Seven card when you get your like trying to put together hands means you get a lot of options, which sometimes makes it okay. harder. I'm gonna start with five. I do think it's funny that you that I never realized until now that our initials <laughs> wait this doesn't make any sense you're s for skirbet <laughs> first I'm... of all how dare you second of all <laughs> i'm l for lacroix oh yeah i guess we have man you alliterative people make this so much harder what like adia Hmm? The alliterative oh. people, people whose oh. names, like Martha and Adia, whose first and last names begin with the same letter, creating oh, yes. a flowing sound, but it also makes it hard to tell what you mean, because <laughs> you definitely just took a table and wrote ASL on it, and I <laughs> lived on like you know chat sites in the 90s, so I just see age, sex, location. <laughs> my goodness. No, I really like my alliteration, like... In the events that I would need to change it, like marriage or whatever, I'm not changing it. I'm going to be a Dia Alderson until the day I die. 
Oh, for sure. Martha and I have already agreed if we have, like, girl, all the girl kids get McGarry, and they're all going to be alliterative, because you can't <laughs> fucking miss that chance. No, it's such a great thing. I, I really like it when the first name is a lot of French. So right now, everybody has a pair. Yes. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying with, like, if you were just picking stuff up, like, nobody's putting their cards back into the deck and so we need a mechanic that would force people to put cards back i know they're switching out oh here's here's what we could do we could have a mechanic for so we could do what um what dale was saying and you discard your cards into a discard pile and then we give people an option of drawing from the discard pile Uh okay that's yes i think that that would be great because then on your turn, you get to choose whether you draw from the discard pile, which means directly trading your cards. So those are obvious like choices where like you you have to follow the rules, even if you're the like the liar, let's call them, mm-hmm. because otherwise people would immediately tell that you're the liar. Mm-hmm. Or you can draw from the top of the deck, which is more secretive, and they only see what you drop down. So you can do that if you just don't see anything good in the discard because you're a player and following the rules, or you mm-hmm. can do that as the liar to get your advantage if you think that you can fake people out into thinking that you're just playing normally. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So the biggest thing now is how many can you draw on your turn? Is only one? You know, like exchange one for one? How many do we allow them to do? Oh, okay. Let's let's try something out. So well, see, let's, I- let's workshop it. Let's start at one and see yep. what this looks like. Just going around. Okay, okay. So I have a pair of eight. So I'm gonna draw one, and then I'll have to discard one. Yeah. Yeah. And let's okay. say let's start with our rules as blanket to say you can only trade, uh, same same number for same number, or uh, same color for same color, and let's just leave it at that and see what it looks like. Okay. So here I have a, okay, so my hand is eight of diamonds, eight of clubs, jack of spades, six of diamonds, ten of diamonds. And I I drew a jack of clubs. Now, what is my goal to get in my hand? I think you want to get a, like a match, like a four of something, right? I want to get all four of some card. And like, do we want to say it has to be the same? color if we're going to be thinking about this poker style there's a huge variation you know like there's a lot of hands you can put to put together so let me quick look up the list of poker hands yeah we should we should have a win condition so people know what they're they're they're, they're yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if i'm if i can only trade one up or one or if i can only train the like for like i can't make a pair because i would have to have that in order to flip it out well, no, eight and your. Uh, yeah, you could you could trade the eight of clubs for the jack of clubs because they're same suit. Yeah, and then you have two jacks. But I okay, which is better than two. So eights. you yeah you you nece- wouldn't necessarily want to do it, but the whole idea is that you as the like regular player have restrictions. You don't get okay. to make the good choices because you have to do these equivalent trades. So that's okay. how you're supposed to be able to suss out who the one who's winning is. Okay. So now I have a pair of jacks instead of a pair of eights, so I'm doing great. Yeah. Kay. So a moderate increase. You're now <laughs> <Okay>. winning. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, because uh, the other two jacks are are red, right? Right. And so she has three red cards. So the likelihood she can trade a red red is higher now because she has the two blacks. Oh, strategy's coming along. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So Dylan has two spade, four of spade, four of diamonds, king of hearts. Why are we going counterclockwise? This is satanic. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> we're evil. Okay. Adia has two of hearts, three of hearts, five of hearts, ten of hearts. Okay. So okay. we're going to make her draw one. If I can pick up a single card. Nope. <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, All right. And she just booked up the Ten of Hearts. So or if queen. Or the Queen of Hearts. Sorry, I'm looking at the yeah. Ten. <laughs> okay, so she can trade same color or same suit. But who's... And we'll make you the dealer then, Dylan. Sure, so we'll say... Yeah. I don't have to follow any rules. Yeah, so okay. I... If, okay. And I'm assuming I want to get as many as possible, like... I don't know how many matches we call a win would be four. How much do you get in um, bid with? So just so straight match doesn't matter at all. It's only whether they're if they're match and they're in order or they don't match and they're in order. Those are the things that are valuable in poker, at least. So if we want to, we can just say, yeah, like you score an X, you know, let's, you know, two points for every matching one. You know, we could do this cribbage style where we, we mark different point totals at the end or something like that. How would they say it? Like- as simple as possible if you get four of something that's a pair and you put it down so you get four fours four eights four jacks if um whatever and then like we can have if you get to so many you win so if you notice someone's racking them up really quickly so yeah at what point do you have to play like so at what point do you have to declare matches do you are you laying down cards like like you would in go fish or are you holding these till the end and everyone drops their hand and compares them I think once you have a match, you have to put it down. I think that should be it. Because then people would just hold matches until like the end and be like, doo, doo, this, doo, doo. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, but yeah, so then we don't need to worry about complex hands. Like you're saying, the simpler, the better. Yeah, I, okay. I, I so like in that. this okay. case, Adia um, would I'm have do... put down her fives. And then she would have. No, because she's a... waiting for four of them. Yeah. Oh. So I'm looking for four of them. You're so never going to get that... four of them. Be- oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, under our current rules, you can't get four of them. Oh, yeah, because they're all red. Oh, so how do we fix that? Yeah, you well, have to wait until you... Do you just lose? Because the whole point is that like the, the dealer is supposed to be, uh, like at some point, obviously better. Or I could say, I want to discard my hand, and you get a brand new hand, and your cards get shuffled back in the deck until you get something that's more likely to get where you want to go. You're like, okay, I have a bad hand. I have all reds. This won't work. I'm going to discard my hand and pick five more. So is it just whoever lays down their their four of a kind first? I think you have to do multiple, so it's not just the first one. And so, like, I but I would have choose. Do I draw? Oh, go ahead. So if you once you have four fives, you lay them down, and then yes. you have one card in your hand left. I mean, assuming you draw back up, right? You draw to five. Yeah. Okay. So, then you draw back. Yeah, up. and then you draw back. Up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's say so. Let's pretend um, I didn't draw yet. So if you want to flip that queen back on. And I notice, or like, I have a terrible hand. I have all reds. I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to discard my hand and draw five more. Okay, you don't want to be like, okay, you know, I have two fives. I'll wait. No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm yeah, just going to, yeah. But you could potentially wait until you draw a black 10, and then you can throw out your other 10 and then boom you have a black oh that's a good point what oh because it'd be 10 and 10 because yeah with the tra- like yeah eventually you could probably get some black cards in there because you have three five and ten to look for 
Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to switch my two for my queen then. Okay. So I forgot it could be same. Uh, well, I mean, these rules have been nebulous anyway, so yeah, <laughs> it was and wasn't. Now it is. I like that rule. Okay. Okay. Because, like, okay, what? Like, make sure I got it. So you can trade same color or same, like, type. Currently, we were saying same color or same number. We, yeah. I'm open to suggestions on that one, though. Because trading by same number doesn't work very well if we're just going for sets of fours, of you know? Because yeah. then you would but, it would never be advantageous. Well, that's yeah, not true. That, that, you're like, totally right. Wait. Yeah, my 10 for a black 10. And so if I get a black 3, then I have same color and I can yeah. switch those three. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're totally right. So, yes. I like okay. This. Okay. So, right. same color or same number. Simple yes. rules. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, Dylan, you draw a, or you do want to pick up that two of hearts? Uh, yes, I do. And I'll do it with my seven of hearts. Ah, uh-huh, so it makes like you're trading color for color. Exactly, want to I'm hearts. following the rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you appear to be following the rules. Must not be the, be the house. Okay, I am going to not pick up that seven. I'm going to pick up whatever this is, which is flip. It is a nine. I could trade my jack for that nine, but I don't want to, so I'm going to put it down. Okay, Adia, you want to pick up that black nine? You can't. Uh, I can't. Legally. All right, so legally. All right, let's pick up okay. a card. So we're going to flip this. You got a six of hearts. So, uh... Trade a card for it if you want. I think I'm just gonna. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's a crapshoot. No. Yep. So, yeah. In so. this case, it is a better idea not like to to not take the six, but she doesn't know that because she can't see your hand. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just gonna like, nah, I'm good. Let's. let's okay. Not. Okay, Dylan, you want the six of hearts or you want a new card? I want a new card. Well, I'm trying to give you the full deck. Oh, thanks. <laughs> just, just, just the whole deck. The house always wins. It takes your cards. <laughs> okay, you got a seven of clubs. Uh, I can't take that legally, but just for fun, let's say that I have a plan, so I'm going to trade that for my king. Okay, done. You now have a seven. Okay, me. Yeah, I and do... no one knows what you picked up. So if all for all they know, you picked up another red card. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Okay. Flip. Okay, I picked up a black seven. I want to discard that. Adia. I'm assuming you do not want that black seven because you have no seven. She can't take it. Okay, you picked up a black ace. Boring. Nothing I can do with that. Oh man, I'm having okay. a rough time. Well, yeah, the mo- the so the let's let's take a second because we've gone around a couple times with the one card. It seems like one card both produces really slow play and gives very few options to people who have, say, like a monochrome hand. So uh-huh. maybe we should try scaling this up. On the next round, let's try doing two cards for everyone around. And okay. then you can, you know, like mix and match which ones you choose. You still have to follow the rules unless you're me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so Dylan, I'm flipping this for you. Yeah, well, we started with one. you, right? So, yeah, one, yep. this will be the last one around okay, here. You got um, an and I see cards. that, which... Ooh. So the problem is, I don't want to drop that because then there are two aces sitting on the stack and someone could start grabbing them. But oh, I don't have anything two. I can legally trade without losing a card, and now I've just dropped one face 
with uh, we I dropped a red face, and now I'm immediately going to drop a black uh, non face. So yeah, let's do. I obviously want to trade that for the seven. Mm-hmm. You know, like that would be a no-brainer. Oh, nice. But oh. now I've dropped an interesting type of cards. Whereas with Adia, you can see every like it's obvious which cards she has. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I am going to pick two. Maybe I drew a five of diamonds and an eight of spades. So I have. Ooh, that sucks for you. Nothing yeah. that is a good choice. Discarding those. Alright, so um, I could draw, but there's now a 5 in there. While I do have two red 5s, the black 5 would give me an advantage that I could start switching with black cards. But I probably don't want to do that because I do have 2. So I'm going to draw 2, even though I could that would have could have been a strategy. Yeah, and this is, I think, where we're hitting a problem, because now you can never win with 5s. Unless well, how far back re-circle. can you grab them? Well, that's the question: is how far back in the deck can you go to grab things? I think, like, I feel like you can just. I thought um, it would be only the top card, but that's just. I, I'm just asking, you know, but that's the, you know, like, uh-huh. does it make does it make this game too easy if you can pick from anything of the deck? I feel like yes. if we're drawing two, you should be able to draw two from the discard deck. But uh-huh. that means that we have a huge well. So what happens when we run out of cards? Are we just going to cycle them back in? So or? If, if, like, say you know the next person's going to pick, everything that's this card gets shuffled back and put as the pull again. And so you recreate the... Yeah, so to recreate the discard. So, so that we're just going to keep running through this as pairs are created, it will just get simpler and faster every run through. Okay. Yeah. So, that, yeah, so right now, this game speed is, is like, picking up really fast. Because mm-hmm. your, your turns, if you're not me, are going to be really simple most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so let's go with this right now. So say, yeah, the five is is nice and probably worth, you know, worth grabbing if you want to switch things, but you're never going to get your goal because as soon as you, the only thing you can trade for is a five. So you have have to accept that hand is bad and we move on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to draw two from the deck. Okay, hold on. If we're reshuffling, I think this is a mistake. You think what is a mistake? Drawing two? Yeah, I would have picked up that five because then at least I have one black card in my hand. Oh, oh, I okay. see. You're thinking of a different strategy. Well, we shall see. Um, uh, oh no, I. Okay, so let me see. I know that there is a red key in that deck. I remember seeing it. So, like, if I'm remembering playing through, I can remember what I saw, and I'm like, okay, was there a two that was drawn and put in the discard? I don't remember. Or do we do we like right now? I just have the discards strewn about, but so oh, yeah. no, the, no, because I I drew a two. I I I didn't. Uh, oh yeah, I that's right. You drew so, I just I drew the two. So you I'm, haven't seen any twos so far. So to you, those are one of them is a dead card because the king's not coming back for a while, and the two yeah. is just wild. Yeah. So yeah, I should have I should have picked the discard, but that's okay. We're, we're learning. So <laughs> uh, those okay. go back to the the other thing. I'm not switching for any of mine right now. Okay. Ah, and see, I see that. So do you ha- do you have to draw when, when? Well, I don't want to draw. So first of all, I don't want to draw. Obviously, I'm going to take that too. That's my first oh, yeah. concern. Mm-hmm. But so the so if I draw two cards, do I have to switch both of them, or can I only switch one of them? I think you can only switch one. Yeah, you can okay. switch. Okay, so so I will just sw- swap my two for the ace then. No, like no brainer. 
Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Now people know I have twos, but I haven't done anything unethical to get them so far. I just, okay. oh, no, this is good. Okay. okay. This okay. is good because I've now dropped an ace that I picked up that I have twice dropped wrong cards on. So it's starting to get uh-huh. weird now. The things that I've dropped are a king, a seven, and an ace. Ace, okay. yeah. So I drew two from the deck. I picked up a three of spades. Wow, what are the odds? My God. Of, of clubs. Like, I don't know if this is just we just have a bad draw or do we need to well, tweak the rules? They're going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, so I, I'm going to. I think that's the answer is that if, if we feel like it's a bad draw, we need to tweak something. You know, like I guess we should give the players a little more agency if this is feeling like. Because okay. neither take- of you had, neither of you have taken a card in two rotations. Yeah. So like, right. yeah. So, true. but I know what I'm going to do in my thing. She dropped a three, and a five, and a five. Mm-hmm. So, so are- can I do a double play? Can you? I don't see two? why not. If you want to trade them both, that makes sense to me. So, like, I take a three and I switch, put my three down. Okay. And then I switch the the my um the the black three I got for the five. Oh. Yeah, I think that's totally valid. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right, so she ends up with three fives, and she's now dropped two threes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I don't, realistically, I don't care about that, because those are dead threes as soon as I'm done with my turn. I'll just draw. Yeah. Okay, got Okay, you have a three. Wow. And a jack. What are Holy you gonna do? Holy cow. So I know so I know first of all that you picked up a jack, Dale, right? Mm-hmm. Because you picked um, one up on the on no, the first I've, turn. I picked one up on the first turn, but I drew from the the Oh yeah, you back, didn't you so didn't you... draw from the Discord. So it doesn't so I, I have no knowledge about that. So I don't know that you drew a jack, so those aren't valuable to me. And the, but the three is a huge problem because <laughs> I could just pick up a couple threes. Okay, so if we're but shuffling I these back in the deck, I can't go back yeah. and pick up more than two. So right, I'm actually going to keep the three, okay, uh, and discard the jack, and the card that I will switch out is going to be my black four, I think. So technically a legal move. Yeah, but you know that the. The threes are going to be shoveled back in, right? But you have but no now, idea who has fours. Yes, but this sets uh-huh. up an idea f- uh, or an opportunity for Dale because now there's a there's a jack at position two, so yep. she could ch- could technically find a way theoretically to grab. Wait, how did that? I don't oh. know. The shuffling got weird, but the jack yeah, should okay. certainly be like I I think yeah. From our discarding rules, that should be. I want to take. I'm going to pick up this jack. And that's easy. Do I have to pick up two? Or I can only, I don't have to pick up two. So I'm just going to pick up that jack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we've said any combination of the top two. Yep. And okay. then uh, now you know I'm going for jacks. So the funny thing is that my up. advantage has afforded me nothing so far. We are all in e- exactly equal game states. And we right? started in equal game states. We all started with a pair. We have all built it up to exactly a triplet. Oh, that's so weird. You're right. Okay. It is interesting, though, listening to this, because I feel like 
It's gonna sound like those Pokemon. Okay, and he's sitting there. He's traded his ice for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that may not be the best move, but uh, so far we haven't seen that many pop up. All right, I think Julia's gonna take a, a, a six. That would be the smart move. I was gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Alderson's dropped a two. She's not aware that that <laughs> has been pocketing these. We'll see if this tips her off. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the uh, two new cards. Yeah, because there's nothing on the, the first two on the top deck. It won't really afford me anything. Lipinum, you got a seven of uh, diamonds and an eight of hearts. Yeah, because the thing is, like, for me to even get any closer to my goal, because right now, I guess, for the people listening, right now, I have a five of hearts, a five of clubs, and a five of spades. I have a queen of hearts and a ten of hearts. And I need to get the other black five. I can't do that unless I have another black card to trade with. So my goal is I need to gain either a black queen or a black 10 to trade for first. So I have a black card and then pray <laughs> that the black five pops up for me to switch and make a match. So that's that's my current thinking and strategy. And so far I pulled a seven and eight. So I'm discarding those because they're going to do nothing for me right now. Okay. Well, and especially both of those, there are already two sevens and three eights in that pile. So, you know, for sure, no one else is grabbing those this round. Those yes. are free burns. Okay. Okay. Dylan, what would you like? Two cards? Well, actually, I'm no, I'm going to grab just swap my the four for the three because that's a nice legal trade. It is. That puts you back this in the four for that three. Yep, and the odds of someone having two cards to trade for the two threes is pretty low. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Case in point, neither of you have the cards to trade for both threes. I guess technically you okay. could if you wanted to burn your jacks, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now the stack is two threes, and it's your turn. Okay, so I'm gonna take two new cards. I'm flipping them over, and I got a nine of spades and a ten of <gasps> clubs. <laughs> I, I do not know what's going through Adia's mind right now, but I am going to... And the last jack is red, so neither of these are particularly useful to you, because the thing no. that you are most focused on is a red card. Yep, and so I'm going to drop... Um, <laughs> oh that makes two no i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna just drop these two i'm gonna just pick up and discard the same cards okay Eddie, two new cards for you no, 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 no. No, I'm no, no, no. She's got dropped. a 10 right there. You she, you dropped the oh, magic yeah. card. Adia's hot on this. Okay. Adia's <laughs> trading a 10 for a 10. Hold on. Sorry. Yes. Tabletop is fun and I'm not <laughs> so it. funny you watching you fling the two cards around. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So th this puts Dylan. me in a much better. Yeah. Yes, it does. So I don't care about any of these cards, so I'm going to go for a double draw again. Okay. Here you go. What did you get? Flip. You got a... Ooh! Oh, mamma mia. He got the two uh, of clubs. So I haven't seen any any queens in this stack. Yeah. And I've revealed fours before. So this is perfect. So I'll, I'll swap the two for the four and then drop my twos and draw up to full. So I'm going to discard the queen and, uh, yeah, swap the two, for, the two of clubs for the four of spades. 
Okay, hold on. Okay. So, okay. So you have one set. There yeah, you go. So I have my nice set. So I dropped that, and now I'm on the board. Yes, okay. you are on and the you're board. Dropping that. We even decided how many you have to get oh. for a win, right? Do you have to? Do you have to discard this, or do you yeah, pre-discard it? Okay. Yeah, because I wouldn't draw up until the end of my turn, right? It doesn't like it. Just yeah. gets there are too many things that it is too hard to track okay. the cards if you yeah. don't know where they're coming from. In that sense. Okay. There. Enjoy your new cards. You're not allowed to look at them yet. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to build a strategy just because I'm the liar. <laughs> okay. Fine. See your cards. They look like that. I am Ooh. not drawing two Those cards. are really good cards, though. I, I know that, because I've seen so many threes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And see, she literally just drew a natural set right there. Yeah. Okay, okay so then I do, I discard for that thing that I'm going to put down. Goodbye, 10. Uh, you still have six cards. I think you have to discard another one. Yep, I'm trying to hold on. <laughs> Me and that my set. This. I believe in you. <laughs> Me and my set of jacks are doing great. Okay. Okay, there we go. Now I'm going to discard something. I see a queen there, so that seems like a bad one to discard. So I'm going to discard my six. Oh, God. Okay, so just keep track. Four. The top two cards are now a six and a ten, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry. No, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Me and Tabletop Simulator were great, but not great. I like how it does show, like, for you, you have, like, a, a hand that works in the game, and you can, like, flip the cards in the hand, and our cards are just strewn about the table. <laughs> yeah, well, watch me mess stuff up. Okay. Flip, oh, no. Flip. Yeah, you keep flipping, okay. but one card flips the opposite way. <laughs> so good. This is physical comedy, I swear. <laughs> okay. Enjoy that, listeners. All right. That's also an impactful hand because now you and I are secretly fighting over queens with Adia and we don't even know it. Yep. Right? Okay. Okay. Adia, what would you like to do? You can pick up the uh, six or maybe a ten, I don't remember, or you could uh, pull I'm two new draw. cards. Pull two new cards. One, two. Flip, you got an ace and a four. Mm. What would you like to do? Yeah, he's not... Just going to discard these two? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> but you've yeah. seen that I've been messing around with fours pretty constantly. Yeah. You, you, so you've only seen me pick up and drop one, but it's been multiple times and I took it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I probably don't want any of those, but I haven't seen anyone mess with Ace, but there's nothing I'm going to trade with. Well, no, yeah, I think I'm going to... I know there's a ten, two tens in the deck, so I'm not going to switch my ten out unless someone else picked up ten. So I think right. I'm going to discard those. Because neither of them I have much knowledge about. This feels like poker. <laughs> it's poker, but at the end, one person just loses instead of one person wins. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're discarding those cards. Yeah. Uh, and I will immediately grab that four for my three. I'll be a minute while I try to manipulate to give you a, a four. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Throw that four. Now we got a three. I do not want a stupid three. I'm gonna draw two new can cards. Can I ask? Can I ask? Can I see my fifth card, please? <laughs> I can only see four. <laughs> you made your decision, and I told you you didn't get to see it. 
<laughs> you told me you didn't get, I didn't get to see any of them. So I feel like the rules <laughs> are constantly changing. Like U.S. border laws. This is bullshit. <laughs> I feel like I should have a drink in hand. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what, what would yeah, I order? I, if I was sitting here at an actual casino and I had to order a drink, what would I get? Manhattan. Uh, really? I, yeah. Gin yeah. Gimlet for me. That's my fancy. Like, very good. They're so good. Just like pure lime. If you don't want to taste anything, Gin Gimlet is basically just lime juice. <laughs> it's it's so good. Oh, it's so oh, good. So okay. one thing I didn't learn, I didn't know tonic water was sweetened. Like I, I thought it was just fizzy water. So my sister has started um, bartending classes. And so she's been, that's why drinks are on my mind. Cause she's been like mixing them and making them here and there and stuff like that. And so like, I'm learning about all these stuff and things like that. Cool. Right. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, she's like, oh, it's just tonic water, lime and gin. And I was like, where's the flavor? (laughs) But I tasted, I was like, oh, it's really good. Cause tonic water has a ton of sugar in it. Yeah. It's so surprising because like, as a kid, you're like, oh, this is terrible. And then like, when you have to drink it alongside alcohol, like the alcohol is so astringent, it like brings out the flavor in the tonic water. It's such a weird, I love gin and tonics. That's honestly like my go-to like mixed drink. So yes, I'll wax platonic about that all day. Oh boy. Okay. Sorry. We were playing a card game, not drinking. We were playing a card game. I already finished my podcast beer, so I'm not even. I threw out my (laughs) queen. And I, and I traded it for an ace, and I traded a king for something black. Okay. This Interesting. Four, I think, maybe. Okay. Yes, and it would be that four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to draw two again, because as of yet, I have yet to see someone place down a five or pick up a five. I don't think that's true, because so, this is the last card. I bet, it, I bet it's a five. No, so where, where was the five? Where was the five? Did we drop it really early on? Oh no, no, we did. Remember, it was the first thing you saw, and you couldn't pick it up because it was black, and you had no black cards. So you literally, you know, there's a five oh, yeah. in there, and there's no point in doing anything until we get back to it because yeah. it's way so, at the bottom. But I only picked one card, so at this point, everything Shuffle, is yeah, shuffled yeah, in. Just shuffle it get, in, right? And I get yep. one more card. One and it chance. Might <laughs> magically be that five I've been looking for. This is we're literally. Oh, I just want to say. For, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, for the listeners at home, we're watching Dale play 52 Pickup now, and it's <laughs> very entertaining. Uh, tabletop is its own thing, and Dale's not super great at moving the cards around. You're doing awesome. great. It's the limitations okay. of the technology. Yeah, no, yeah, you're doing amazing. I'm assuming there's a shuffle command. <laughs> yeah, there is. I blame bats. You blame what? Bats. Bats, for yeah. for me not being <laughs> for watching. It's me like, have you ever seen that meme where it's like the guy knocking down the tiny domino and then it builds up until there's a giant domino and it like has the the tiny domino is captured with like a small thing, and the giant domino is like some world changing event. So this is basically like the tiny domino is a bat gets sick in China and then the world ah. event is us not getting to play cards in person. <laughs> I get it now. Okay. Yeah, you press the letter R for shuffle. No, oh, it means still, I guess roll it's mention, for... We do not know the origin of the coronavirus yet. There's still only speculation. <laughs> are you shuffling or are you just doing that cool, like, flippy I'm trick? Sh- this shuffles it. it okay, in Tabletop Simulator, you press the R button for shuffle or roll. 
but I call it, it randomize and I say randomize, randomize, randomize. Yeah, it doesn't show you. It shows you a dumb animation instead of like an animation <laughs> yeah. of things actually. Okay, what's the second card though? Ready? Drumroll, please. Come on, money. <laughs> they did. Eight of spades. Yeah, okay, throw this these. This actually gave Ray the remember. Like I remember a lot of people putting down eights. I think there's a decent amount of eights in the deck, so I'm gonna switch my ten for my eight because I okay. know there's those in the deck, and it's okay. still a black card. So if a black five comes up, I, at the very least, I know I can switch it out for it, or if okay. I see someone take my five, at least I have one of the cards that I can start building up. Okay. Which no one should at this point. Like, if someone took my five, I'd be really suspicious. Like, yeah, especially because I just shuffled it back in and oh, you're the only I player who's gone. I disagree entirely. I watched you make a two-card trade just to get a five. Oh, I'm I'm watching your five so hard now. You're the only person <laughs> to do the draw one, play, like, draw one, discard one, draw one. So yes, I have. I got my eye on those fives. But more <laughs> to the point, I have my eye on that ten, which I will swap for my queen. Because okay. at this point, I have you're no idea picking you up both of the cards or just the. Tiger? And I don't know that anyone else has queens either. So. Okay, you don't want to swap this nine for anything? Cool. That's no, because well, I can't. I'll I'll be revealed as a liar if I do, or lose my fours. Neither one's yeah. a good option. Okay. So I guess when someone gets suspicious, like, what do they do? Like, when's the reveal because in like those other games like avalon or whatever you have a chance to accuse and if you choose correctly or not you, there's either a penalty or a loss or is this something where like you have to do it like that's the whole thing is like there is a dealer um you just lose all your money it's cool it's a casino <laughs> well, that's, that's that's worth discussing so with the number of players it's difficult to be like to right? get multiple chances because, like, you can only be wrong twice. Or, back, I guess, no. Technically, you can only be wrong once <laughs> in this. Ooh, so, you what don't if, get... What if, ahead. okay. So, let's say um, I was like, okay, Dylan's real suspicious. And so, um, I'm like, okay, Dylan, I think you're the dealer. And if I'm, cor if I'm correct, um, and you are the dealer, there's three... We'll do, like, a... We can have, like, three separate cards, like draw where like we all now have to redo roles because i was correct because you've been found out and so the bowl gets shuffled and you pick again and you could just be the dealer again if you pick up like your little paper from the hat says dealer but there's a chance that other people get to do it. so the house rotates um depending on, on who you are but we have to make it expensive to do this because if that's the case you just keep calling people dealer until eventually you get dealer um oh, but okay. if i accuse you and i'm wrong then um, I lose my hand. I have to discard my hand and pick a brand new set, which is going to be expensive for me because I'm like, I'm oh. almost at my five. But it also gives a way out. If I'm like, okay, you took my five. If I'm wrong, I don't even really need my hand. But that might not be a good idea. Then so that, that so be strategy. here's my suggestion is what if we did it instead? So what if we scored this outside the 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 cards so we're just trying to make sets and the whole game is based around figuring out who the dealer is right because that's mm -hmm. the whole thing is trying to figure out who's playing you so mm. 
what if we just make it simple? You accuse, like you say, so there's a, a secret, like everyone draws from a hat, one out of one of them is always the dealer. You mm-hmm. accuse someone of being the dealer and they have to tell you, like they have to say, yes, I am, or, or no, I'm not. And then it switches no matter what. And if you're right and you call the dealer correctly, you get a point. If you don't call the, the dealer correctly, you lose a point. So the dealer is just trying to play to get someone else accused as the dealer. So like every, yeah, so we can like we're trying to get get our cards and stuff but essentially the game ends as soon as someone accuses because then we have to do our shuffle and start again mm, but then that creates a problem because like if i accuse you right away and i'm right uh, like how many like how many times like how many points do i need to get to then if i'm wrong do i lose a point then Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and, and there are negative points would be the idea. So everyone starts at zero, but if you get it wrong and you haven't gotten it right, you're just at negative one. And we say that the score, like, you know, points to win is like three or something. So ideally, you'd play like maybe four or five rounds of this pretty quickly until someone thinks they know who the dealer is. Oh, and then once that is, then all the cards go back in and we start the game again. Yeah. And it's a new dealer. Exactly. And so, and then we like, draw again. So you just whoever is best at figuring out who the dealer is can make accusations multiple times. But if you are the dealer, your goal is to put like is to try and and keep suspicion off yourself. Yeah. And so I guess then I guess when we're making the pairs, is there any benefit? Do you get a point for making a pair too? I was thinking you would just keep all the same car. You would you would you would keep your pairs or your set. And if you made a wrong call, you have to put your set back in the dock and reshuffle. Well, yeah, but this, this, yeah, that that makes more sense, like working within the game. Because as Adia points out, there is the problem that if you're the dealer and you just play badly, like then it's hard to get found out. So there yeah. needs to be an incentive yeah, to play well. It's no, begin with. if you're playing badly um, as the dealer, holding on to that deal rogue gets you no advantages you're the same as every other player in it but if you play it as the dealer and just don't get called out on it then because there's the cost to calling somebody out is you lose a whole whole set which was a lot of work what if we don't even like um uh i I have an idea what if we give go ahead go ahead okay so what if the sets are permanent so we do this like we say that everyone, you know, like shuffle after an accusation is made, all your hands are shuffled back in, et cetera, and it's redealt. But the sets are, are taken out permanently. You count those as like each set is a point. So you're still trying to accumulate the most sets over these games and the deck gets smaller every time. So it's harder and harder to cheat. But there's still the incentive to like accuse someone and finish the game because sometimes you'll want to take that hit. Like even if, you know, if someone is not the dealer and they've gotten, you know, three like points already you know they've collected three sets it might be in your interest to just try and reset it in the hopes that you might be the dealer so you can accuse them if you're right you get a point if you're wrong you only lose one and they've already accumulated three wait 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 are we doing points again then well that's exactly what i'm saying is is do both so sets count for points and accusations count for points because then you have a way you have a way to win even if you're not the dealer technically because if you're just extremely lucky you're going to get a bunch of sets and if someone accuses you they take the hit so like that way you can you totally can play the strategy where if you're the dealer you just play badly and don't get sets but you're going to lose to a regular player who's just getting lucky then 
Yeah. So um, if uh, I accuse and I'm wrong, the game doesn't reset, right? Or the game does reset because then you know the other person. Should we do right. a minimum of four? I know we're playing with three, but do we want to do four plus? It might be game? worth considering. But I don't yeah. think that that's too bad, though, because first of all, the fact that you ought, if we say you do reset and you take a one a, a negative point loss, yeah. that still means there's still a punishment for like accusing and being wrong. Yes, and true. okay, yeah, I I think probably this works better with four players, but it's it's not too bad with three if we're if we're doing okay. So yeah, as long as we we reset as soon as an accusation is made, I think we're okay. <laughs> okay. So do you want to continue? Yeah. Playing it? Okay, so I had just discarded my ace. Yeah, because I'm and not gonna even seven. if I Oh, sorry. So, um, but just just for the, the listeners, so right now with our new rule set that we just discussed, I'm suspicious of Dylan. I saw him pick up and put down some weird things. But I'm really close to making a match. So if I accuse him and I'm right i still get the point but i'm like i'm really close to just getting a point so it, it's more beneficial for me to wait till i get my set and then accuse him because that's two points but if i'm wrong i'm at zero which yeah, at least so i'm not a, a negative one that's a good point so do you so do you get to accuse at like at the end of your turn is that like the last step is you're going to choose to accuse or not so then yeah. like you said you could do that tactic of laying down like, you know you have your set, then you're locked in with a point, and then you can go after someone. Yeah, I think you can only accuse on your turn, and it can be at the end of the turn. Um, it's all, Should we just say it's always at the end of your turn, so that's the last thing you do? So before it's the next person's turn, you have a chance to accuse. Sure, yeah, let's start Let's start with that and say it's only at the end of your turn. I mean, yeah, maybe it doesn't matter if you do it in the middle, but like, yeah, it, uh, it changes the tactics. So let's say at the end of the turn to start. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so minus one, if wrong... Plus one if right. Right. Resets right. The oh, game. and this is also an advantage to Dylan because the longer I wait, if I know he's the dealer, the higher the chance he could get himself another set. Exactly. So I could say he has one. If I'm right, we'll both be at the same amount of points, so we can just keep going. But there's a chance if I get my five quick enough, I can have two points, and he'll still be at one. All right, I get this. I get this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you want two cards? Yes, draw two cards. <sighs> Swear to God. Ooh, right, I'm luck. switching the queen, the eight for my queen, because they're both red. So now I have two eights and three fives. Yeah, we'll hedging see. your bets, right? Because yeah. you could just randomly draw two eights, and then that's free because you have two multicolored fives. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, Dylan, what would you like to do with this nine and this queen? So I haven't seen anything to do with nines, and I have one, but it's not worth getting giving up. So I'll draw two no. for now. Oops. One. Two. Flip. Flip. <laughs> he got an eight and a queen. And I know nothing about the eights right now, but I have seen a queen dropped. So I don't want to drop the queen. I'm going to swap the nine for my queen and drop the eight. It's sort of a, yeah, it's sort of a sacrifice, but yeah, it shouldn't matter too much. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to draw two cards. Yeah. And now I know that, like, it'll be until the next round before I get another eight. Because mm -hmm. I saw I saw it drop. So I'm like, okay, eights are, it, I'll have to wait till the, it gets shuffled back in before I can grab another eight. Okay, idea. 
I draw two. So now I know I, I don't need to worry about eights because I can't get a pair at this current juncture. Oh, well, this is brutal. <laughs> I do a gesture the eight of diamonds. <laughs> so I know there's a, okay. So I know that there's an eight in the discard pile, but I'll have to wait until through seventeen. Everyone has drawn all the rest of the cards for it to get reshuffled in, and I then have to draw it. So um, now that there's no point to having eights because you know that they're not going to come up. It's yeah. worth trading the 8 for the 10 so you have number diversity for... Well, yeah. it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah, it doesn't matter either way because you're still just looking for 5s now. As soon as you see yeah. that 8, it's whatever. Yeah, so right. I now I think I'm just going to not do any of them because I don't... I haven't seen a 10 drop yet in the discard. I don't remember the 10. Like, if I was playing this, I'm like, I don't remember if anyone picked up a 10. If I was playing, I'd be more vigilant if anything picked up, but I don't know anything yet. I'm going to discard them until so I get one that I'm like, yeah. So you want to discard this eight of diamonds. Uh, yeah. And then... And, um, and you want to trade this ton of hearts for this eight of hearts? Yeah. Because I, I, I know I don't... At this point, I know I can't get the eight. But at this and point, I don't know. And you're screwing me over by guaranteeing that those two cards aren't worth anything for me because you right. know I can't make anything out of eights. Yes. Okay. Okay, you're not So I'll draw up. two, obviously, because I know that eights are worthless now till the next cycle. Okay. And you got a three of hearts and a three of... Double threes is interesting. Ooh. So in the discard, we haven't seen any threes or fours, correct? No, not yet. So I think I'm just going to drop the threes, actually. You're going to just drop these straight? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I want to see if anyone else is willing to go for those. There are still two more threes in the deck, but what are the odds that someone already... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm not that might be a bad call in real poker, but we'll see. <laughs> wow. And there it is. Okay, but this is great because I ne- she she doesn't get to have all of them because she already chose to draw. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So this is brutal. You're going to watch so many suits pass you by. Mm-hmm. Because yep, so we're gonna, all looking for that. So, I, so I'm going to keep the seven and discard this three also. Adia, it's your turn. What if we had to say? Say what we're going for? So, like, in the discard pile, mm, no, because that'd be too easy to find out. Because I'm thinking in other games, you, you lie. And so, like, let's say I pick up and I'm like, okay, um, flip those over. I'll, 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 I'll do it on my turn, essentially what I'm saying. So, it's a three and a four, right? Wow. <laughs> And I know all the threes are in there. So tech and no one can get them. So my chances of potentially getting them up are high. So I'm going to, I'm going to, and I drew these and then I'm going to discard my eight for the three. Okay. Hold on. And I think, what if you had to say what you did? I was like, I discarded for uh, same color or I discolored for same type. Um, but that, that I feel like that might get revealed too much information, but it would give a little more information. No, I think that'd be too much. No, I think okay. that's okay. I think it's okay because, first of all, you know, the lying will still be not totally obvious unless you're really good at counting these because just verbally saying that, you know, you would have to keep a record of which one each person did. So, like, yeah, maybe someone's like crazy good at this would be able to figure it out, but mm-hmm. that doesn't seem too bad. Like, well, no, I, then- I like that de- declaration thing. I like that that sort of like that gives you something to go on. Because mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, right now the problem is just that 
my advantage is not nearly good enough to warrant uh, like accusing me in an average game. Like yeah. right now I happen to be winning, but I haven't honestly won that much off of the, the cheat plays. I've been just getting lucky draws anyway. So having yeah. those things may, might highlight the cheat plays a little more. Right. Yeah. I, then you also kind of know what people are, but then it reveals if someone's going for um, a number, because if you like said, I'm trading for same number and you put down a 10, you're like, Ooh, that's true. Cause you do get information on what goes into their hand. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that though because that makes same numbers really valuable to know. But, yeah, because then, then you I, know that they're not going for that number. Then you know yeah. that they're going for something else. But if I keep hearing you say same number, you put down a ten, and the next thing I see, you put down a set of twos, and I'm like, I don't. That doesn't add up. <laughs> exactly, and then you should. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, having more ways to call the the dealer seems fair. Okay. All right. So I have. A proposal, which mm-hmm. turns something upside down. Okay. What if we make this an actual casino game where everybody's essentially showing their cards? Ooh, what do you mean? Explain. Except for the dealer. So they that's their advantage is they don't have to show their cards. And they're the so house. Then how do we... So when, when it comes to scoring points... How are we? How are we going to to game mechanicize that to put it like crappily? Uh, how, how so? How do we? How do we get points off of the dealer when we know who they are? Okay, so this was a this is this is not having a secret role. Okay. Well, yeah. 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 So how do you score points off the dealer? Just have more matches than them. So you're just stating a purely like uh like a table versus dealer sort of scenario. So like blackjack, yep. where everyone else, you are trying to do your collective luck against someone who doesn't have to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Yep, who can keep their cards hidden. So like, if they see that you're going for sixes, they may keep a six in their hand, but it means that they don't get to um, to make a pair with that thing. Mm. But I would see Adia's cards, and I would see my cards, and Dylan would be a secret dealer. Or or he would have hidden cards and be the dealer. Yeah. I like this, but I want to add it more interesting. Not more interesting, sorry. I like the idea. I want to add an augmentation. Um, so this is like a yes and. That after you put down a match, the dealer rotates. So if Dylan had put down the two, then you became the dealer until another match is made. And then it goes to the other person. So it doesn't have to be technically Dylan who puts down the match. If you can put down a match before the dealer does, um, then the role uh, switches. And so your, your goal is to take advantage as much as you can while you're the house. Uh-huh. I think that can work. But I think if we do that, we need to have more blatant uh, dealer powers. Because right now the dealer's power is okay. You know, it's not, ter- not great, not terrible. But it, mm-hmm. once we have the dealer be obvious... We have no need to make them play the same as anyone else. So the rules should be different for them because the idea would be that like, you know, for example, if I see that, you know, if if I as the if I am the dealer and so Mm -hmm. you two know that I am and I'm and you can tell that I'm probably going to make a like a set pretty fast, it would be beneficial for like, say, for Adia to make a set as fast as possible to shift the dealer to, to Dale 
so that I can play my set that I made while I was a dealer, and then it shifts to Adia. So that if because if, if we're if we're going to be doing this where the dealer just switches, the like you're going to have your on time and your off time, you know, because really when you're the dealer, you're going to be like you're going to have you should have more options, and that's okay. going to be when you're going to be scoring. But because okay. you can score when you're not the dealer, you can essentially use that like time your your drops to push the dealership around. And in this case, then I would suggest that we make it not mandatory to drop when you have four. Ooh, what do you mean? For for exactly this reason. So if if Adia has four mm-hmm. and I am the dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're bringing it back to you faster. Yeah, that's the that's the idea is that like Adia would want to hold on to her set because I as the dealer am almost certainly going to make a set on my turn. Let's just say that we up the odds so that it's much more likely to make a set on your turn as a dealer. Mm-hmm. If Adia has four and I play my four, like I finish my dealer turn and pass it to to Dale, Dale only has one round to make a four, or Adia gets to drop hers and immediately pass it to Adia, and then both of the other players don't have those powers all the way around, so Adia gets to go, like gets to immediately mm. score and then take the next turn as the dealer. Okay, I see what you're saying. That has to let that, that's also me banking that someone's, um, so it's you're a, close it's a, to making a match, right? So it's a bet okay. about how close you think the dealer is to making a match. Because if you see someone who is like, you know, like so, if if I'm the dealer and then I immediately like, you know, cash out and like you know, put my set in and draw new cards, I'm at the lowest state. So you know that there's a probable chance that if I immediately get dealer again, I'm not going to be able to put something together in one round. And that gives you a chance to push it. Okay. Mm. I am going to reshuffle this all and we're going to start anew with this version. Is that okay? Yeah. Cool. See, look at how nicely I got those to be arranged. Oh, and then I'm gonna mess. For the viewers at home, she said, "Look how nicely I got those arranged," and then completely missed the second set. <laughs> oh, my eyes aren't what they used to be. I can barely tell what these cards are. Okay. Um, you have what? What is the spade that, that's a seven of spades? Okay. Yeah. Mamma mia. Okay, are we going to play for idea? Because then the house can watch you and they can be like, that was an illegal move. Uh-uh-uh. Well, but no one has been making... The problem so far has not been making illegal moves. It's the fact that no one has to make illegal moves to win. <laughs> so Adia, obviously... Oh, she has nothing. That's rough. So let's draw two, oh. then. Oh, we're going to draw two. Flip. Ooh! Yay! Yeah, trade the 10 for sure. Um, I would, but I can't. <laughs> the cards say no. I return. Hi, we're playing Welcome your back. turn. You managed a pair of aces. Hey. Okay. So, um, recap for me. Uh, <laughs> as Dale, I went to use the restroom. Dale's the dealer. You're the dealer. Okay. Yep, and then you did um, not pick up this queen or two of of things. And then okay. and then Did we change the rules or the advantages or anything like that? Do I still have to play by same same and Yep. Yeah, so far we haven't changed the rules at all. We're just hiding the dealer's cards. Okay. And showing everybody else's. Okay. 
And then Dylan, you're like, I like fives. And you did not throw out a five. You threw out a ten. So I'm going to take two cards, right? Wow, that's exactly how I sound. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dylan Skirbitz. I got a five. You forgot my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want the five. Yep. Uh, but I can't get it. So I'm going to trade the six for the six and then the five for that six. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Congratulations. You now have three fives. Okay. Now it's my turn. You can't see fives. my cards. Can um, you see yours? Yeah. Yes. Um. No, not without showing you. <laughs> Don't look. Okay. I'm not looking. All right. I'm closing my eyes. Flip. Um, you know what? Turns out I suck it. This thing? Okay, now I remember what I'm going for. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to draw two cards. I'm going to okay. put it in my hand, and I don't have to show you. Well, <laughs> but you did show me, and I have to look away I'm, dramatically. No, you don't have to look, look away. away dramatically. You just have to... Okay, I'm going to throw that one away. No, I'm not going to throw that one away. I can see your cards. I'll throw this one away. And I'm going to throw this one away. Okay. Oh, yeah, your turn. You know nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to pick up this nine or the seven? Um, I think I'll do the black nine for the seven. Okay. Very good. Trade me. Oh, I am boned already because I'm Dylan has <laughs> boned already. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> can we change the so, intro to that? <laughs> so here, that's a good thing. Okay, so um, I was when you were in the powder room, I was talking to Dale about um, the people who aren't the house having synergy, and so um, there could be a mode. So. This could be the original mode, but I was saying there could be a mode where, like, it's the how it's the dealer versus everyone else. And so, if I know I have your five, I can't give it to you, but I can uh, legally discard it, and then you could then pick it up on your turn because it'll go to you after me before it goes right. to Dale. And then I would like, but the problem with this though is that honestly. If you ask me which side has the advantage now, if we do that, if, like, if, it, if it is the two of us versus the dealer and we're showing hands, then the dealer has a significant disadvantage because it means we have essential. We're playing with 10 cards and the dealer is only playing with five and we draw four and the dealer draws two. So we get way like uh, together. We should be able to beat the dealer every time this way. Really? Because we, so we, we know what the dealer is discarding. So we know like at least what things they don't want. We can build around the things that they discard as like, as soon as they do and capitalize them. But oh, like just the, the number of available cards for the dealer is always going to be nine, five. right? Yeah. Five plus two for the draw and two for yeah. the discard. For us, it's 14, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, never mind then. But yes, continue, Dale. Okay. Oh, whose turn is it? It's, it's Dylan. I'm Dylan Skirbitz, and I'm already boned. <laughs> so I'm Dylan, and I know that I 
don't have a shot at the fives this round unless mm-hmm. I don't know um, unless Adia has to discard the five to, to to pick something up. Yeah, but there's no point in me going at well. And I could sit and just hold the five and be like, okay, I know you need a five. Right, exactly. So you can you can punish me for that. But unless I, pay. but I don't. Or, but there's no. But I have no reason to give up no. those fives yet because I'm betting that you are going to have to because the you are only going to have one card left when you get a set, right? So yeah. that five is either going to be that one card or it's going to have to get rid of. And especially because of the colors of your other cards, I think I have a pretty good shot that you're going to want to trade that card for either a black ace or a black nine because you need at likely. least one of those. Yeah. So I'm inclined to hold on to the fives and just. Uh, I can't pick up both sevens, which is what I really want to do. So I'll just draw them. <laughs> okay. Here come your cards. There you go. What would you like to do? Well, now we have the other side of this coin, like you were talking about, Adia. We may not work yeah. together, but we can still bargain. I'll take the queen and the nine. Now let's talk trades. You want to um, drop that nine, that that five for me? I might consider dropping that nine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but true. can can Adia ever pick up that nine? Oh, no, no, she never can. Not in the current state, she can't. Unless we unless we do have a rotating dealer. Uh huh. Or rotating play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, part of this is the problem with the three player games just being a little bit asymmetrical right now. But that's not going to go away with four people. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if we allow trades, I think that also, once again, like, it essentially makes the tra- the dealer the weakest person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, if you, yeah, you can't just trade directly. You would have to discard it. I would, I would either pick it up or I would discard two on top of it. Locking what if away. every time we did a trade, the dealer got to draw two? Nope. I think that no? that's, I feel like that's too much. That's not, I'm sorry. That no, was no, no, no. I disagree entirely. I think yeah. all of this, currently the weak part of this game is that we just haven't, we don't have a good enough reason to want to be the dealer. Because in this state, yeah. like everyone has so much power because the cards are visible that like, I yeah. don't, being the dealer doesn't benefit me that much because the real like pool is essentially mine and his hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you're going for something, sure, you may be able to, we don't know what you have, but like, you're right. You don't have enough power. Exactly. Because Adia still is completely cut off. Whatever cards Adia is playing, Dale doesn't have access to, as we pointed mm-hmm. out, like pretty much yep. period, because yep. there's always that intermediary. So the dealer needs know. something. They need either to draw more cards in that situation, or they need to just draw more cards in general, or they need to be able to pick up more cards. So there, there needs to be something else to give it that unfair edge. Because right now, yeah, like I just I don't need to be the dealer to play this game. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So what would you like to do, Dylan? Uh I have six cards right, so I need to drop uh I said I was picking up the queen and the three, right? So I want to drop the king. Okay. No, oh, you're picking up the queen and the, the nine. Well you can still oh, yes. drop drop the, the yeah. king. Okay, great. I am going to. Oh, I, do I need a king? I I don't remember because I'm a bad dealer. <laughs> oh, we gonna look away again. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to look away. Well, I mean, it doesn't technically matter because we're we're theorizing. Yeah, I'm gonna I pick guess. up that yeah. king. Okay, and now you guys know I like kings, and then I'm gonna put down this eight. <laughs> 
Why did that go to the bottom of the pile? I don't know. Two loves to be later. Okay, so you have the option of an eight. This eight, in fact. Or a what? Or a king. Nope, not a king. Or a whatever else you picked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. So we know. need. Yeah, uh, we need to be able sex. to keep. We need to. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, we just need to keep track of what's in the discard because we have this two card rule. So, like, we need yeah. a discard and then, like, an in-play discard, you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like an on-deck discard? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like so, like, a- those two can sit out sit out there. There's always, like, that's the pool sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, what would you like to do, Adia? Well, I know you have the five, so I'm not going to get the five. You have a nine, so I have a higher chance of trying to go for the six or the eight, because I, I don't remember what's in the deck, but I know you, you don't have it. I think I'm going to trade my five for the six. Okay, you got it. Oops, I have to put this in the, on deck. There you go. I thought okay. I had three fives. Did I not have three fives at the beginning of this? I thought you did. My name is Dune. Yeah. Is, is one of the cards hidden? In the- oh, yes. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that's what I thought. So I do need to get rid of the of an extra card because I'm at six. Oh, so, there you go. You but I don't, I don't, I don't, I want to hold on to the nine. So yeah, get rid of the three for now. Okay, okay. so. Now my I have my five cards. I have three fives, and there's a five on there. Okay, so if so I grab this up. five and swap it for my, say, my nine. Okay, goodbye mm-hmm. nine. Now I have a set. Yep. What happens? Do, does does the does the dealer switch when I drop this set? Um, if we're playing on the at the the at home game, yes, it does. So would you like to drop your set? Okay, so I want to go ahead. I'm going to cash in my fives and draw a new hand. Then. Okay, there you go. One, two. Three, four, five. Okay. Then. Yeah, Adia? but I, 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 still, I still think Dylan's right. We have to think about this. Okay. You had zero advantage there. None. See, for you knew what not to get. Yep. And, and all of my advantage came from Adia's cards anyway. I wasn't You're playing. Right. Essentially, because, because Dale is the dealer, I'm not playing Dale at all. Weirdly. No. It just means that I'm focused on Adia because she's the one dropping cards for me and yep. I can see her hand. So there yeah, there needs to be some reason. So the more we we've gone around this with the hidden dealer, if we're gonna do it this way and have like a rotating either a rotating dealer or just a hidden cards dealer, we really need to give the dealer like something big. Should they draw four cards or something like that? Like Maybe that's extreme, but I'm just trying to think like how how much more can we make it valuable to be the dealer? Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say, would having nine cards change the game because you have a whole lot more to play around with, or seven cards, so you could be holding three and three and one, and so you can make sets more easily just because you can hold more in your hand. Actually, I would like to make a different proposal. Okay. <laughs> what if, as the dealer, we can decide whether or not whether the dealer has to follow the rules of same color or same mm-hmm. uh, number, but uh-huh. the dealer can play the other two players' cards because they're open. So I can trade, if I'm going for nines and Adia is going for nines and I'm the dealer, I can trade one of my cards for Adia's nine that's in her hand. Oh. <laughs> So then, okay. while you're the dealer, dealer, you are just rampantly screwing over the other players as much as possible to get your your set, 
And then it switches to the next person who's going to try and do the same thing. So this lessens the effect, like lessens how much it matters that the dealer's cards are hidden, especially if it's tr- transferring round and round. But then it makes the, de- the dealer way more able to make trades and more specifically to stymie like the the goals of the other players. Mm-hmm. And with this thinking, then this starts to make it much more like players versus dealer, because then the only way to make sets when the dealer has these powers is to work together, because the only way that, that we're going to get something together is if Adia and I can work together to get cards before the dealer has a chance to take them away from us. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. So I'm going to propose something that you are both going to reject. Okay. Let's write those no. down as rules. And then let's quit because I want to go take a nap. That's fair. We have been at this for a while. We I think this is really time. interesting. I like this okay. this concept, though. Uh-huh. I do like this concept. I never thought that the first game type I would immediately gravitate towards is like a, a, a cheat your friends game. Because like... Right. Especially in video games, like, I don't play Among Us. That is not my life. I have enough problems without getting mad at my friends for lying to me about petty stuff. Like, yeah. It's very funny that that's instantly the, th- the thing that I was like, yeah, okay. we can really do that. Right? No, I, okay. but I think this was like a really good um, it was a fun prototyping, idea. brainstorming session. Like, okay. I thought this was very, very cool. But yeah. do we have a full game? Not really. Do we need one? No, we're the Evil Games Club. Do we care? It's just really fun to make up card <laughs> games. Like as a, I, I brought back to my childhood. It's just a blast. <laughs> oh, but okay, I do want to do. If we do this again, I want to make a choose your own adventure game, and like you guys can help me choose the passions for that, and I want to rate it, R- write it, then and we can just like release it and be like, here you guys go, you can play this. Okay, oh, but I want to really say, I, I, I totally agree. And even more, I think that that's totally much more in our wheelhouse because like the three of us besides Adia are not like, we're not nearly as like specced into the actual game designing thing as the main nice games club. Like I I personally, I've written music for a couple game games. I've done some design docs, but like, yeah, I don't make games regularly. Mm-hmm. But like, that's such a great thing because the things we have on our side are long-windedness and the ability to write stuff down. Like this, that's, <laughs> that's a way true. better. Like that's our wheelhouse. We could totally just be like, "Hey, one of these days, long form, sit down, everyone, buckle up, six hours. We're gonna have a game at the end of it." Because with an, <laughs> I, like with that kind of game, we could literally do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. One player is the. The dealer. The dealer gets to hide their cards. Each player is dealt five cards. And then on their turn, each player can. Yeah. Ooh, uh, one thing to help the discard pile if we're doing a collaborative thing, do we want to do it that, like, as you go around, the discard in play pile stays there until it's the dealer? And after the dealer's turn, that all goes back in. So if I know that like two people away, someone two away from me needs a six, I could put it in the discard pile so that when it's their turn, they can pick it up. Yeah, if we're thinking about expandability, I like that. When you have four mm-hmm. or more players, that will dramatically increase the ability of the uh, the yeah. players to like tactically think. But we, yeah, in, 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 thinking about expanding this, we would probably need to introduce a commensurate ability on the dealer's side. 
Because yeah. once again, if when as soon as you have four players, then you have two players who can line up stuff for another right. player, and it becomes way harder as the dealer to shut other people down while still scoring. So like for every other player, the dealer should like get to draw more cards or something, you know? Okay. But for now, we'll just do the three-player yeah, yeah. version. I, I, yes, okay, we'll just yeah. say for now, yeah. This is only designed for the ASL team. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, if the player's the dealer, they can pick up two cards from any player. I'm just going to go ahead and whip up like a little graphic for us, you know, so when we're designing then, stuff as a ASL Studio, like we'll just be able to drop that right in front of the game. Then <laughs> discard the number, discard, discard or return. So if if I'm the dealer and I pick two from Medea's hand, I would have to give her two different cards. Hey, this is your nice editor, Ellen. And uh, we're going to skip ahead here a little bit because this is the portion of the recording where we are typing rules into Google Docs. And it's important, but you don't have to listen to it because they're already typed up and you can just go look at the rules on our website, nicegames.club. So jumping ahead to where the funnies start up again. All right. So I, th I think we've got enough though talking about it. I think, think this is a good like first attempt to do it. I've never done a game jam in like this talking form where I wasn't like, okay, here's the code and I'm programming stuff. Like this was really cool prototype playing it out with like just what we had available and kind of thinking about it from that perspective. Yeah, no, for real. Like from my game jam experience, this is like six times longer than I ever spent on actual like, Con conceptualizing of a game and because like yeah in a game jam this is like 10 minutes and then you're like I need assets in unity now <laughs> <laughs> okay goal goal is to get more match is to work with your other casino you know patreons to Wait, they have a Patreon? More nice. No, oh, they do. Yes, but I guess it's patrons in this case because you're going to the casino, patrons to make more matches than the dealer while having fun. Congratulations, we've invented mean go fish. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Okay. I mean, that could be a concept. What if Go Fish was at the casino? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like toddlers in vests and fedoras, like <laughs> sipping mocktails and dropping twenties. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when we when uh, when we were rotating, you know, a secret uh, dealer, I was gonna call it "Who's the Brick House." <laughs> mm. Now that song's just stuck in my head. Exactly. Uh, literally, I just finished it. She's mighty yeah. mighty, and she's letting it all hang out. <laughs> now you know what I've been singing to myself this whole podcast. Okay, we'll call this really? game Casino Go Fish. Casino Go Fish. Evil Games Out. <laughs> Evil Games Out. <laughs> we need to add more things like that. We should literally, that's how we should end the podcast. Is Evil Games Out, and literally, like, that's the end. Nothing else. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we wrote up all the rules. They're available for you um, with the show notes on the website. We call this game Casino Go Fish. Evil Games out. 
Okay, now we can stop the recording. Good job. <laughs> Yay. We, we, are, the actual outro? we don't have to do an outro? No, I was just going to end it like that. Uh, that's okay. Good enough. They've been listening this long. They know where to go. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> the audience and the editors are just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And this takes a lot less time or a lot more time to play than blackjack, so you have more time to drink your gin and tonic. <laughs> Very true. <laughs>